The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 28th chapter. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Sleep is the new status symbol. At least according to the fashion and style section of last Sunday's New York Times. Apparently we are a nation bereft of sleep. And bad sleep makes us sad, stupid, sick, foggy, moody, and forgetful. And then it kills us. So good sleep has become a skill to be cultivated and a measure of success. And it may even become the next weapon in competitive parenting. My kids sleep better than your kids. As always, Jesus is on trend. Since last Friday, Jesus has had a very good sleep. And this morning, Jesus wakes up. Sometime between 3 p.m. last Friday and dawn this morning, his Heavenly Father gave him a good shake and brought Jesus back to life. For the very first folks who saw him, this was a bit mystifying. And not just because a dead man had come back to life. After all, they'd seen that before with Lazarus or with the daughter of Jairus. But this morning, Jesus is different. When Jesus rose from the dead, he was so beautiful that his family and his friends didn't recognize him. Not in the garden near the tomb or on the road to Emmaus. Not in the upper room and not on the beach when Jesus was eating fish with his disciples. Somehow his wounded hands and feet and face glowed with a holy difference. He had the look of a man whose life had come free from the challenge of death forever. Over the last three days, Jesus came by that look honestly. In perfect love and perfect obedience, Jesus held nothing back from the will and the way of his heavenly Father. On Good Friday, Jesus entered the darkest, most desperate, 
most sinful, most agonizing parts of our existence. And there Jesus absorbed evil and disarmed it. He died, and then he made death die. So when Jesus finally closed his eyes on the cross and said, It is finished. He then had such a good sleep that he wakes up this morning beautifully indestructible. That is the blessing of divine love, eternal life in eternal beauty. The best news this Easter morning is that once he wakes up, Jesus goes to work on you. Almost any icon of the resurrection shows you what Jesus is up to. After he shatters the gates of hell, Jesus reaches down and pulls you up out of that frightening pit of darkness into light and life. And then he sends you on your way home to paradise. For us, his work is transfiguring. It is a change of status. Now we too have been awakened. We too are children of God. We too are meant to glow with holiness. We too will live forever, unchallenged by death, in beauty and in holiness and in love. So if we are like Jesus... Why can't we sleep like Jesus? Because so often as we move through our days, we deny ourselves the life that Jesus is eager to give us. These days I'm sure that there are lots of reasons why a whole nation can't sleep. But it is not just about too much caffeine or blue light close to bedtime. Our troubles run much deeper than that. We were always meant for the divine, for resurrection, for life, for light. So any time we lose touch with the beauty of these last three days, we eventually become isolated and afraid, unsettled, unfulfilled, and unsatisfied. If this goes on long enough, Say, if a whole nation loses its way all at once, then these things confirm up very quickly as greed, hatred, and violence. If we push very hard against divine love and the soothing gift of obedience to God, obedience, which is a gift that is so good for all of you, if we push hard enough against Jesus and his work on us today, we put ourselves back into a daily hell. Then it is no wonder that we come to our Fridays restless and exhausted, too sad and stupid and sick and moody and foggy and forgetful to be of much use to God or to those around us. It actually kills us. The solution, of course, is to get some sleep.
some very good sleep, some Jesus sleep. And we begin to see how that is possible for us in the gospel for today. Watch the Marys. Early this morning, in love and obedience, they held nothing back from Jesus. Yearning to see and to touch and to honor and to adore the crucified body of Jesus, they are met by a wonderful run of alarming things. An earthquake, an angel, like dead soldiers, an empty deathbed, and a pair of wounded feet now very much alive. It's real life, and for them it is terribly frightening. But then the sound and the sight and the touch of Jesus risen, his love washing over them, love from the beautiful one, calms their fearful, mourning, restless hearts. It's there in verse 8. Love calms them and brings joy. And then he sends them on their way as the very first heralds of the resurrection. The sight and the sound and the touch of Jesus risen is exactly how Jesus works on you here today in the church. Say back there in that splashy font. Don't you know, says St. Paul, that all of you who have been baptized in that splashy font, don't you know that you died with him last Friday and you slept well with him on Saturday and that you rose again with him this morning very well rested. That sound, that sight, that touch of Jesus risen is exactly how Jesus works on you right here. Right here at this tomb for that body which doubles as an altar. Come here any morning, come here this morning, and like the men at Emmaus, your eyes will be opened and your hearts will burn within you, and you will recognize the resurrected Jesus in the breaking of the bread. Back there, Jesus makes you beautiful. Up here, Jesus makes you indestructible. Jesus actually loves you. What's left for you to fear? Awake and alive and on the way to paradise, Jesus now runs ahead of us. He has left his gifts and his joys and his prayer for us everywhere along the way. If you want to sleep well as you go, then you follow where he leads. Just follow where he leads in love for him. Your love expressed as obedience, which is so very good for you. Your love expressed as obedience that holds nothing back. To do that, of course, you'll need to stay here, near that font and this altar, where Jesus joins us and stays with us and makes our way safe and our future sure forever. 
That's what Jesus wants for you this morning. That and a good night's sleep. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.